This is Line Dance Podcast. I'm Christopher Gonzalez. Hello and welcome to Line Dance Podcast. What is your name? Cheryl Bingham. Cheryl Bingham. What would you say is your primary role in the line dance community? Actually, in my community, um, I'm the director of Pikes Peak Line Dancers, as well as I also have um, line dance classes on Tuesday and Thursday nights. Ah. So I'm a teacher as well. And how long have you been teaching and how long have you been running the event? Uh, I've been teaching probably about a little over five years. Uh, this is my first year running this event. We took it over uh, just this year. Hmm. AJ and Scott Herbert retired last year and moved to Tennessee. And our group did not want to see the event die. It's one of those that they just love. They take it to heart. And so we were asked if we would do it, and we just couldn't let it go. So, yeah, we took it over. So this is year number one. Hmm, that's exciting. Yeah. That's uh, actually what's happening with Palm Springs Winter Break. Next year is the first year that Michael Barr and Michelle Burton are taking that over yeah. from the, the folks who are retiring from that. So a lot of turnover this, uh, <laughs> this calendar year. Yeah. Hmm. So uh, what are some of the responsibilities that go along with running an event? Basically, running an event, you are just from start to finish um, setting up the hotel, making sure you've got your line dance instructors, making sure you've got the space. You also have to make sure that basically the hotel rooms are set up, the ballroom is set up, dance floor, the sound equipment, everything. Tickets for lunch, you got to make sure that you got schedules. You have to actually set up the entire schedule for the event, what time everything starts and finishes. We're setting up a performance show tonight, so that we'll be doing a show with our instructors tonight. Mm-hmm. So arranging that. So it's a lot to do with setting up an event. Mm-hmm. really is taking. But also the small details, mm-hmm. making sure that everybody's taken care of, mm-hmm. making sure that anything that they might need, um, anything they're missing, you just have to make sure that that's taken care of. So mm-hmm. just making sure everybody's happy and has fun. I noticed that there were comment and suggestion cards in the packets. So Absolutely. I, I can see that you guys definitely have that, uh, that desire to make sure we're all taken care of there. We do. We do. We also announce, if you notice, before the classes or even after the classes, making sure they fill out those comment cards because that is extremely important for us. Uh, your event cannot get better without feedback. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we want. Whether it's good or bad, um, you still need to hear it. And so that's, that's how you make an event better. Mm-hmm. How far in advance do you have all of this planned out? Like, when did you start this process? What was the first thing that you did? The first thing we did was we had to make sure we booked the hotel as well as make sure your um, instructors are available mm-hmm. during that time. So you've got to pick your dates. Um, and before you even settle in on those dates, you have to make sure that your instructors are available and the hotel is available. So we actually started planning this um, about a year ago, November. Mm. So this takes, it's a little over a year, but a year and a half to plan an event. Mm -hmm. So if you look at where we're at now, um, probably back in November, we reserved the hotel for 2018. Oh. July, so yeah. That's when we started reserving our instructors as well as making sure the hotel was available and locking our dates in. Mm-hmm. So about a year and a half. And how, how do you select instructors? Do you go with the incumbents, the folks who've done this event before, or just your favorites? Not, not that you need to name names <laughs> or anything, but you know, there's so many out there. Um, the fun part of it is this. We have two instructors, Joe, uh, Joe thompson Zemanski and John Robinson. They have been there since the very first year. Oh, wow. So we talk about our event. This is 17 years. They've been our instructors for 17 years. So they're kind of the cornerstone for our event. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're always, always kind of a must. Um, as far as the other instructors, just gradually over the years, 
um, as maybe one instructor can no longer do it, we pick out another instructor. We go to other events. Um, if you look this year, the first time is, this is the first year from Madison Glover. Oh, yeah. She is new for us. We ran into Madison and were introduced to Madison in Las Vegas. And that's how we met Madison, or Maddie, what we call her. Um, and we started talking to her about the possibility of her coming to that this event. So that took probably six months of talking and arranging. Hmm. So just... It, Again, she's from Australia, so it takes a little bit longer. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, it's just kind of going to different events and you kind of see someone and you just kind of go, hey, that might be a nice person to fit in. Mm -hmm. We also also look for personality and fit. Mm -hmm. I was about um, to ask, what traits? We do. We look for someone who's kind of a little laid back, someone who's got a lot of energy though, mm -hmm. but someone who's also one that kind of goes with the flow. Um, and you see they're kind of easy as well as people like them. They like their dances. It was amazing when we come back from Vegas, we started looking at some of our dances and went, oh, wow, I didn't know Maddie choreographed that one. So it was kind of cool. Um, and so it's, it's kind of a lot of things going into selecting an instructor. Mm -hmm. How well do they get along with us when we're introducing them and when we meet them? Do we get a good feeling for them? We think they'll be a good fit. Because um, we have had some instructors here that basically they were a great instructor they really kind of didn't fit in with the, the kind of PPLD, mm. the kind of line dancer bust workshop. So, and that's okay. They were great instructors, but we're just kind of looking for a certain mesh. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Mm. And what do you look for in a ballroom with all the different options that there are out there and the rooms that are available for the people and the prices that those might be? How do you find the perfect space for what your vision is? We're lucky because basically we moved to this hotel several years ago, so we've been in the same ballroom. So we're lucky that uh, the young lady who kind of sets this up has been our event director since we moved here. Mm. Um, looking for an event director that's easy to work with, someone who will work with us, um, and kind of make sure they give us what we need, mm -hmm. what the event needs. Um, looking for space, we're looking for ballrooms that are close together. Mm. We don't want our, you know, people having to walk a mile to get from one room to the other. Um, we did have it at a previous hotel, and one ballroom was on one level, the other second beginner room was way up on another floor. Mm. Not really convenient. So we're looking for kind of the space as, do we have enough room to grow? Do we have, especially the floor, as well as how close are the rooms? Mm. Um, if you also notice, the ballroom here is kind of a little bit out of the way. Hmm. Um, from where kind of the rest of the thing, we're kind of, it's kind of quiet and nice and it's just us. Right. And that's what we really like. We've got our vendors right out the door, right out in the hallway, as well as the ladies' restroom and the men's restrooms are not that far away. So mm -hmm. yeah, that's kind of what we're looking for. Hmm. And how do you structure the flow of the day? Because I notice you have different things interspersed, like the door prizes, mm -hmm. there's a little bit of open dance during lunch. How do you decide what should go where during the course of each day? Oh, that's just kind of a schedule they've always done in the past. Mm. So um, just kind of, if you think about it, watching other events, how do other events kind of schedule their day and go, does that fit? Does that fit here? Does that work for us? Mm -hmm. um, you always want to start your day with open dancing because mm -hmm. it warms people up. Mm -hmm. You don't want to try to teach them when they're, you know, cold right out of, you know, haven't been dancing. Um, so you always want to warm them up a little bit before they start classes. Um, especially here where we're at in Colorado, one thing is making sure that we do take those breaks. Um, the elevation here starts at 6,200 feet and goes up. Mm. It is a semi-desert climate. So one thing that is very critical to us, which is why if you go into the classes, you hear continuously, hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. 
it is very, very important. Um, as well as we do have to watch people for altitude sickness. Mm. So making sure we've got those breaks throughout the day, making sure they have long enough for lunch, but also making sure we get enough classes and dances that they're going to want to do, that they're like, wow, did I get enough dances in today? Usually by the end of the day, they've had enough classes. Mm. <laughs> so it's just, just kind of making sure everything evens out. Mm -hmm. What can you tell us about the shirt designs? Because I've noticed that there are many years of shirts here and they all have a similar theme. How did that come about and how did you go with this year's design? Um, the tie-dye has always been kind of a PPLD tradition. Mm. Um, and so we always like the tie-dye. I'm not quite sure how it started. I'd probably have to talk to AJ. I think it's just something they just like the tie-dye. It's fun, mm -hmm. a lot of fun. This year, because it was our first year and it had been a few years we decided to go back to the traditional red, white, and blue. Mm. Because it is a July event, it's around the 4th of July, we like the red, white, and blue a lot to celebrate that. Um, this year it was kind of looking at the company that we use, which is a local vendor. Um, they gave us kind of some selections, here's your shirts. And what we actually did is we picked out several shirts. We went to our group of Peak, Pikes Peak line dancers, who are normal dancers in the group, members of the group, laid out the pictures and said, okay, you tell us what shirts you like. So they were part of the selection. And if you notice, the Pike Peak Lane Dancers very much take ownership in this workshop. It's not just David and I doing it. They take ownership. It's all of us. It's all of us together making it work. And so what we did is we actually laid out the samples. And of course, everybody has their own taste. Everybody liked all the others. The red, white, and blue was the only one that everybody agreed on. So that's how we selected the shirt. What can you tell us about the DVDs? I've noticed a few signs regarding video recording, and you're one of the events that offers DVDs. Uh, how, how did the video policy come about, and what is included on the DVDs? Basically, the video policy, again, just selling our own DVDs. Mm. Um, don't, if you think about it, most of the dances um, are copyrighted, and so we mm. want to make sure they're not just taking pictures without permission from the instructors. Mm. Um, and so that's where the DVDs come into effect of now you have the instructor's permission because they're on it, they're right. doing it. Mm -hmm. And so um, that's kind of where we got the, hey, no videotaping unless you got some kind of a video pass, mm -hmm. um, which means you've got permission from the instructor to be videotaping. Mm -hmm. um, basically the DVDs, what's on it mm -hmm. is all of the instructors, were, we pulled them in ahead of time and they all walk through all of the dances that they're teaching this weekend. So mm. it's a full walkthrough demo mm. of each of the dances that they're teaching. Um, what is also on there is you will see the performance, Ooh. as well as if you notice periodically through evening dance and through the dances um, on Thursday night at Copperhead, there was someone videotaping. So it's a lot of the playing too. Oh. So you're gonna see a lot of the party, the nights of the parties on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday nights. Um, you're going to see a lot of people having fun and dancing, a um, little bit of gags, because mm. sometimes as the instructors are going through the walkthroughs, it's not exactly perfect. Mm. So it's like, could we do that one again? Well, that's kind of gag reel, so you'll mm -hmm. see some of that as well. So it's a lot of fun DVD. Oh, good. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing that. Good. And with a lot of the you know open dance and going to Copperhead with the pre-party, you, know, you get so wrapped up in the moment that you, you almost wish somebody were out there recording. Yes. That way you don't have to. Yeah, that so way you don't nice have to. Some, yeah. What you also notice is we do have a couple of photographers walking around. Mm -hmm. um, and that will also, the pictures, they'll also have the availability for those pictures. Oh, nice. So that'll be fun, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Vendors, do they 
do they sign up to be part of the event? Do you select them? How do vendors uh, develop their relationship with an event? Actually, um, the vendors, uh, some of them are line dancers. Oh. And so what's happened is, is they came to the event in the past and went, this is great, can I be an, a vendor? Mm. So they actually come to us and ask to be a vendor at our event. Um, we do have a couple of new ones that they just heard about us from friends and asked, can I be a vendor at your event? Mm -hmm. And so they reach out to me. Do, so they, yeah. do they pay a fee for a table or? They do pay a fee. Okay. It's not a flat fee. All we ask is just 10%. Oh, okay. Whatever you well, that's sell. Reasonable. Yeah, whatever you sell. That way it's not a flat event and if they don't sell that much, they really get, it doesn't help. They get hurt and right. we don't want that to happen. Mm -hmm. So basically it's whatever you sell, it's just 10%, that's it. Hmm. And you know, with line dance community, there, there's a, I feel like something like an honor system would work out really well there. Mm -hmm. So uh, they, uh, everyone I've met in the line dance community, they would really respect that, yeah. you know, whatever it is that they end up getting. I, I love seeing Super J Mart. Anywhere I go where John <laughs> happens to be, he has the best stuff, just sparkles left and right. It does. He yeah. does. I'll agree with that. John <laughs> has the best stuff. Mm -hmm. And if you watch on Facebook also, every once in a while, if he gets a new item, He'll blast it on on Facebook going, hey, take a look at this. Mm. And I'm sitting going, oh, where are you at? I want one. <laughs> mm -hmm. I noticed that you guys included pins in the packets. That was pretty cool. These oh, we always do. pins. Yeah. The, are you talking the writing pin or the pins? The pins. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah that's something we always done as well. Mm. Um, but again, the red, white, and blue tradition. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so. mine, uh, I noticed uh, Megan and I each have a different one. Mm -hmm. And mine has uh, one of those uh, awareness ribbons. Yes. With, uh, with, with the, the red, red, white, white and blue. blue. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's kind of like uh, when you go to Disneyland, they have all the different pins for trading. Yeah. It seems like something that could, that could go on an event yeah. like this. Yeah. What can you tell me about your teaching? You mentioned that you have a class as well. How did that come about originally? Basically, I started line dancing with AJ and Scott. Mm -hmm. And gradually, as I started dancing, um, I drifted towards teaching. And she said, I think you can do this. Hmm. Um, and so I started teaching. And it's one of those you just kind of fall in love with it. Mm. Um, I'm one that always, I've always liked to help people. So even on the dance floor, I was helping people and calling steps for it. Um, you this just one. want as many people on the dance floor as you can. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times people, if they get struggled, they, you know, they struggle with a dance. Um, something I don't like, but they tend to give up too easy sometimes. And so I feel if you can just have someone standing next to them, helping them just a little bit, mm -hmm. you can keep them on the dance floor. And so that's how I actually started, is just kind of helping people on the dance floor until AJ said, lady, you need to get up front and be showing them up front. So mm -hmm. <laughs> that's when I tried teaching. And it was just kind of one of those things, even my husband, he said, you know, you were a natural at that. Mm -hmm. You just need to do it. Mm -hmm. And so um, Tuesday nights, we actually teach. It's a pretty solid intermediate class. Um, I call it our fun out of control class. Mm. It's all intermediate dancers. They're pretty solid dancers, so we tend to have a lot of fun um, and giving each other a hard time. So, but it's a lot of fun. Higher level dances. Um, on Thursday night at Copperhead Road, those are the dances where we bring it down to the beginner level. Mm -hmm. And what's a lot of fun is some of my beginner dancers are here. Oh. So it's a lot of fun to see see those dancers that first started off, and you look out, you see them on the dance floor, and they're doing it, and it's just you take great pride in that. Mm -hmm. And so that's that's kind of how I got started teaching and still teaching. I can see we have Megan Barsulia to my left and you can see that she definitely resonates with the helping on the dance yeah, floor. Yeah. I'm curious about your intermediate class. What are some of the dances that they can really sink their teeth into? The ones that they, they're always requesting or they go all out on? 
Oh, trying to think. There's a lot of them. Mm -hmm. um, it's kind of tough at times to put together that list. Because hmm. um, you're talking, they like like cliche love song. Mm -hmm. They like pom-pom. Mm -hmm. um, they like the, what is that, clap snap, Phillips mm. clap snap. Yep, Philip and Rebecca. Like, yeah, Philip and Rebecca. And, and the awesome thing is we got to meet both of those two in Vegas. Mm -hmm. So we've had a lot of fun with those guys. So just looking at those dances. Um, like um, Raymond mm -hmm. Sarleman from mm -hmm. the Netherlands. Well, actually, I think he's in Sweden now. Oh, originally, yeah, he, he moved originally from the Netherlands. Yeah. yeah, originally from the Netherlands. He's now in Sweden. Um, he has a great dance called The Fighter. Mm. Um, love that dance. So it's just a bunch of different dances. Um, How I Want You. Mm. Lo we love that mm -hmm. dance, ABC dance, but we have a blast with it. Uh, Jill taught it last year here. Mm. And it's like, okay, we got to do this. We're just goofing off. Let's just do it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it just, we see one, let's do it. And Tuesday is one of those classes that, even if it's a lower level dance, when you do so many hard ones straight in a row, eventually your brain needs a break. Mm -hmm. and so every once in a while, we'll bring in a little bit easier one going, okay, we're going to take it easy this week, guys. <laughs> so just all different. We just like all different ones. Um, probably one of the ones that they're really liking now is um, Roy Verdon, Beast of Burden. Mm, great dance. Up. It's a great dance. He taught it, what, about three years ago? at uh, Vegas great dance love it and I taught it probably about four weeks ago hmm. at a workshop in Denver and the groups just love it so that's kind of a fun one as well do you have any local choreographers or local favorite dances that are Colorado specific we do have a few we have a actually a local choreographer in my class hmm. she kind of helps me teach but she, she her her passion is doing choreography it's not really um, kind of leading a group she likes to teach mm -hmm. um, she doesn't want to run anything or anything she just wants to play and have fun and do the choreography mm -hmm. um, she has a dance called wasted time mm. great dance absolutely love it mm. um, and it's interesting because if you go out on copper knob and you see um, a dance choreographed by step uh, what is it five six seven eight five six I seven eight yeah that is Therese who's uh -huh. part of our Thursday night She's one of our teachers who helps me out on Thursday nights. She loves doing choreography. Interesting. Is there a reason she uses the pseudonym? She just likes it. It's one she started with um, just because she wasn't sure if they were going to like the dance. Right. We so saw that one. Yeah. yeah. And I have thought about doing yeah. That well. So it's kind of, well, I'm going to put it under this and see if they like the dance. And we've asked her, why don't you come out and put your name on it? And she said, well, the funny part is she's getting feedback from all over. And they're used to her being step five, six, seven, eight. I'm afraid if I put my name on it, they may not know who I am. Mm. If you notice, it's absolutely funny, too. If you go out on Copper Knob and you see the demo of the dance, you will never see her face. Huh. She only shows you her feet. Interesting. And she demos her feet only. So she's one of those kind of anonymous mm -hmm. behind the scenes, but she loves to see people do her dances. She gets a real kick out of it. Some insider information insider on Line information. Dance Podcast. She's here. actually here today line dancing too. Oh, I'll have to meet her. Yeah, you have to meet her. Huh. What are some go-to beginner dances that get people hooked that you've found at the bars or wherever else? What, what uh, dances interest people just from the demos so that even if they were just watching from the side, boom, they're on the floor? Oh, names of dances? Mm -hmm. Oh, probably going ham. Oh yeah. Gets people on the floor. Um, American Kids mm -hmm. gets people on the floor. Trying to think of some of the ones. Uh, Copper Knob. We have one that's called Donkey Tonky. Mm. 
Mm, I saw that one at Copperhead, yeah. Absolutely a hysterical blast dance that they just love to do. Um, tailgate, if you notice, Thursday night. Danielle Got a little bit rowdy on tailgate, but that's normal for the yeah. Colorado group. It, it's funny, I've gone to other events with our Colorado, Colorado group, especially Vegas and Tennessee, the Smoky Mountain Shindig. We've had a group go there. Mm. And I come back and it's like, wow, why are we always the noisy ones? Yeah. <laughs> but our group is, is very vocal. Mm -hmm. And so the rowdier they can get with the dance, that's what they like. You know, the ones that are fun. Yeah, the tailgate is oh, actually one moment as I move my mic to your face. Uh, tailgate is actually one we do back home, too. Yeah. So, and that's, you know, Northern California. So it's yeah. kind of fun to see such a space in between, but mm -hmm. it's still the same dance. And I there's a group of girls I dance with to that that just lose it as well. So. Oh, yeah. Take a rough ride. Rough ride. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Road, yeah. Road. yeah. 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 Um, and if you notice, even American kids, they've started. Um, <laughs> one that really gets them on the floor, it's a, it's a fairly new one. We learned it in Vegas, I think, last November was If I Was You. Mm, Megan there's Trainor, night, I Megan think. Trainor. If you notice, they get a little rowdy on that one. <laughs> um, there's that. There's Thinking Country. Simon Ward did a dance mm -hmm. called Thinking Country. They love that dance. Mm. They love it. So there's also a dance called Red Roper. Mm, I'll have to look that one up. Um, it's kind of a local one, but it's called Red Roper. A lot of speed. Mm. And if you look at Copperhead, for some reason, the, it, we're trying to draw the younger kids in. Mm -hmm. um, if you notice, the line dance community is starting to age just a little bit. Mm -hmm. So we're trying to pull the younger kids in, especially at Copperhead on the floor. Mm -hmm. If you can get them stomping their boots, they're having it. They're out on the floor. And especially if you can get them vocal and stomping their boots, they're all over it. So mm -hmm. that's kind of the dances we're trying to look for is the ones that just get them rowdy and stomping their boots. Mm -hmm. So they also like to shake their hips. So that's, that's something that gets them on the floor too. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, so earlier today, Megan and I were hanging out with Mr. Ruben Luna and poking around at some choreography and a few of the items that we really wanted to hit in this country track yep. were places to shake our butts, places where the guys could stomp yes. and introductory enough so that if you've never done a line dance before, you might yeah. be able to pick this one up by the end of the song. Yeah. Absolutely, that's what they're looking for. Mm -hmm. We have some um, some of our lane dancers at Copperhead, have, they've been dancing with us for a while, so we have to watch that mix. Mm -hmm. We have to make sure that um, as we get a new one in, it's easy enough that we can get them on the floor and keep them on the floor, mm -hmm. and that's where having a lot of helpers who like to call the dances, huge help, mm -hmm. and I've got quite a few helpers that just love to go and help people, as well as it ha it's we've got to pick it up a little bit at times, for those old, those dancers, or the dancers that have been with us for a little while, to start challenging them, mm. so it's 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 this fine line mm. between making sure we can keep the newbies on the floor, as well as making sure that your seasoned dancers are still entertained as well. So it, it's a neat mix, mm. and that's what we're always trying to look for. I noticed so. you guys had the name tags at Copperhead, and that helped me a lot to know yeah. who could I follow, who, yeah. who would know what was going on. Yep. And having the name tag, I find, makes you seem more welcoming. It's like you're introducing yourself mm -hmm. before anybody says anything. It's like, hi, my name is Blah. Mm -hmm. Feel free to ask me any questions about anything. You bet. You mm. bet. It, it's kind of one of those that... And we got the name tags about two years ago. Mm. Um, 
and it was Joe Thompson Zemanski who mentioned it. Hmm. She's like, you know, I go to these all these other events, and I see other people on name tags. Why don't we have name tags? Hmm. Um, and because Joe's been with the the workshop for so long, uh, I feel like she's part she's part owner in the workshop as well. Mm-hmm. And so when it was kind of one of those. Um, well, Joe said we need to do this. Well, let's think about it. Maybe we need to do this. Mm-hmm. And, and we agreed. It is something that, hey, guys, we need to let them know who we are. And that way, when they walk up to us, they know right off the bat, hey, I see you're Christopher. Mm-hmm. I can talk to you. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're right. In, so. the, in the years to come, who would be on your wish list for this event? People that you've had your eye on, but maybe the schedules don't work out. Who would you love to see at Pike's Peak Line Dancer Bust? If there is any. Mm-hmm. If there is anybody. You might have them already. Who knows? <laughs> well, one we have already, and she just walked by, Miss Madison Glover. Oh, yeah. And uh, she's incredible, and we're trying to get her back next year. We would love to have her. Um, probably if I had a wish list, there's a couple of dancers that in Vegas, you kind of see them, and they're absolutely incredible. Mm-hmm. And one is Roy Verdonk. Oh, yeah. And one is Raymond Sarleman. met Raymond a year ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I met him first... I guess it may have been two, I met him two years ago in Vegas. Mm -hmm. Loved his dances, loved the way he taught. Although, man, he's so tall. (laughs) He is very tall. Um, But I saw him and I went, wow, this guy is great. And then last year, I had the pleasure of actually meeting him face to face at the Smoky Mountain Shindig. Mm. What a personality. Mm. He is a character. And again, it's one of those making sure you got the right mix and the right character. And it's one of those, wow, he would fit in so well. Mm. <laughs> and the Colorado group, it was hysterical because he had a lot of fun dancing and playing around with us. We've got some pranksters in our group that have like having a lot of fun. And he fit right in. Mm. And so that was, was like, you want to talk about a wish list? Yeah, there you go. For people who would want to contact you, and maybe submit some names that uh, they have you know, ideas about or just ha- have any questions for you, um, what would be the best way to contact you? Um, if, actually, if you go out on our website, pplinedance.org, um, you can see name, address, and email, hmm. phone number as well, um, is right out on the website. Hmm. So probably with us, email is the fastest way to reach us mm-hmm. um, because that's one thing with my husband working from home, He's on email all day long. Mm -hmm. Now, sometimes he won't respond because he'll read the question, and while I'm at work, he'll actually shoot it to me going, I think you need to respond to this one. So, But yeah, probably emailing is the fastest way of reaching us, and it's just because he's on it all day long most of the time. And how would you spell the email address for those It is BinghamDC, B-I-N-G-H-A-M, so it's our last name, Um, DC, like Dave Sherrill, Mm -hmm. at Hotmail.com. Okay. Yeah. And... If you had the ear of millions and millions <laughs> of line dancers out there in the line dance universe, what's something that you might ask them to think about or consider um, or maybe take action on? Oh, that's a tough one. Any, any ask of the audience? I'm not even sure what that would be. I, you know, I don't know. Hmm. Take action on. Um, hmm. Yeah, it could be as simple as like when there's a theme night, dress up. Or maybe bring a friend. Um. Absolutely. I would basically, let's keep the line dance community growing. Mm-hmm. Uh, bring a friend. Uh, reach out to anybody around you just to bring them and see if they'll have fun, see if they're interested. It, it's interesting because one of the young ladies that's here today um, is actually a member of our church. Mm. 
um, member of our small group, and she happened to mention we actually did a um, hoedown service at our church with line dancing hmm. and had a lot of fun. And she came up and said, that was fun. And it's like, you need to come and try it. Hmm. And so, yeah, reach out. Get people involved. Get people doing it. And that way we can keep the community growing. Mm-hmm. I have to admit, with the, with the line dance community, it's more than just a group of friends line dancing. Mm-hmm. Um, for here in the Springs, it's family. Mm-hmm. It is family. We it truly is. Megan agreeing <laughs> off to my left. Yeah, for us, this is our line dance family. And probably, I don't know that I've ever seen a community with more support and just more help reaching out, helping hand than this line dance community here. They are, and I love the workshops because for me it's like a huge family reunion. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know what folks, invite people to your family. Megan, do you have any thoughts before we get to the final question? I just, I laugh because I, I believe on the, in the airport on the way here, I had actually mentioned how I love going to the events because it's like a family reunion you want to go yeah. to. Yep. So Yeah, it is. It's one of those, it's family you want to see and you want to be around and you know you're going to have fun. If anything, you know you're going to have fun. And it's interesting because on the dance floor, especially on Thursday nights with beginners, one thing I always tell them, because they're like, oh, I messed up. And it's like, you know what? That's all right. If you're dancing and you bump into the person next to you, introduce yourself. You just met a new friend. All right. One final question for you before you head off to your busy day here at the (laughs) event. What dance would you recommend everyone go out and learn right now? Oh, that's a tough one because I've seen so many dances here that I just love. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love. Um, if you they can... want a challenge, mm-hmm. um, grab Maddie's Power Mix. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was a challenge, but what a blast. Mm-hmm. What a blast. Um, Ruben's taught a couple of really good dances here as well. Mm-hmm. He really has. So just, you know, I lo- so far I've liked all of them. It's, that's, that's what's hard mm-hmm. is when you get into line dancing, it's which is your favorite dance? I can't pick one because <laughs> they're just, they're all great. Mm-hmm. They're all great. But yeah, I've had fun watching all of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really have had fun watching all of them. All right. Well, thank you so much for sitting down with us here on Line Dance Podcast. <laughs> Christopher Gonzalez, Megan Barsulia. Uh, I guess we will, we will see you all on the dance floor. See you on the dance floor.